Um, you do, the Sunshine Law states that it will be a website, social media account, or other official online presence. In the absence of a website, social media account, or other official online presence, um, it will be posted in the courthouse. If you have a preference as a board to have it posted hard copy in the courthouse, we can, of course, do that. You just tell me. I don't know that you want it in the resolution because then it you have to have to. Pete? We have to make a resolution? Is that what you're you saying? Want, well, do you want to leave it as is where it says that um, if it's posted on a website, then that is officially enough. And then you tell me if you want it posted on the board at the courthouse, or if you want it to officially have to be posted on a board at the courthouse, because that would change the language okay. of the resolution. Okay, does anybody on the committee have any preference for that? I'm, I'm I personally think it's fine to have it online. I think it's fine the way it's written. Yes. I agree. I agree. Okay. I'll move to approve. All right, we'll leave it the way it is. I, I'll move to approve the resolution for the Sunshine Ordinance. I'll second it. All in favor say yes. 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 Okay, that passes. Okay, so we'll move on to the museum entities, 2021 financials and the budgets for 2022. First up is Historic Route County. Is somebody here to represent them? Yes, we actually have two people here today. Um, so this is Meg. And I wanted to introduce Jenny Dykeman. She is our new executive director. And we are all thrilled that she's on board. She's doing an awesome job already. So I thought I would just be here to support her um, and answer any questions you guys might have about the budget. Um, we both did the best we could in filling out the spreadsheet. Um, and we included rationale for our numbers um, to hopefully clarify why we plugged in specific numbers. Um, but yeah, I'm thrilled that Jenny's here and um, I'll turn the floor over to Jenny and you guys and I'll be here if you have any questions. Yeah, it's nice. What happened to Emily? She moved on to what another to opportunity. Uh, she's with the Yampa Valley Affordable or the Housing Authority. Is that right? Oh, sustainability committee. Oh. oh, perfect. Great. Yeah. Jenny, thank you for your, your active volunteerism. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. And um, it's my just starting at the beginning of this month. So I'm still learning the aspects of the job, but um, I'm, I'm glad to see me all be virtually and I look forward to working with you all. And, and thank you. I just want to thank you all for your support of HRC over the years. Well, and Pete, this is Meg again. Um, so I've been serving as interim executive director for the past four months or so. 
Um, and Jenny is our new executive director. So she is the head honcho at Historic Route County, just so everyone knows that she, the buck stops with Jenny. <laughs> yes, sorry, I forgot to. <laughs> and Meg, Meg has been doing this along with her own full-time job, right? I have... I have multiple hats I'm wearing right now. <laughs> yes, I'm very thankful for her, her very involvement. Good, very good of you to step in. Yeah, it's been fun. Great. Well, why don't you tell us about your budget, Jenny? Let me pull, pull it up again. Um, So we basically use, went off of um, the previous year's budget and, and any anticipated um, new grants this year that kind of, I don't know if you want me to go through each um, line item or, or what your detail you're looking for, um, but we, we've noted, you know, specific changes or increases like Emily um, not being there in the complete full year for 2021. So that number is a little, that salary number is a little lower. Um, allowance for training, that kind of thing. Um, so do you have any okay. specific questions about the budget that maybe I can answer? All right. Does anybody on the on the committee have any questions for Jenny on historic Route County budget? I had a question on um, the projected revenue this in this year's budget is lower, but um, the totals, even without that lower part, seem to be in line with what's been happening. Um, I was just wondering what that loss of or projected revenue loss was due to. For um... The twenty, the projected twenty twenty two budget. Correct. Uh huh. Total. Um, I'm looking to. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Um, so it looks like projected revenue is a is higher than twenty twenty one. Um. 2021 projected was 92029 and 2022 is 121.850. Um, were you maybe talking about the miscellaneous income? Well, on mine, the, the first yellow column, projected revenue total, um, it's, you know, at 110, 108, then down to 92 in, in 21, and then back up to 121 in 22. I just was wondering how you kind of made up that um, loss of, apparent loss of revenue. I see what you're saying. 
Meg, was the 18,000 um, from Colorado Gives not added yet as when we made? Yes, you're right. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> you had that in somewhere that that was, that was one of the totals. So that would explain that one. Um, yeah. Thank you. You also had lower general operating exper exper um, expenses. Um, that was one I have circled also is <clears throat> the 48,000 drop into 18 or to 19,000. Yeah. Um, you know, what I did there was I, I didn't know what line items Emily had included in the prior two years numbers. So um, for 21 and 22, I just put in all other expenses not noted in the MOFAB template, which um, I wasn't quite sure how to do it, but um, this was all other expenses that were not like professional services or training or fundraising. Um, I, I, that was kind of just my way of doing it. I noticed your professional services is up. And if that was in general operating, then they would equalize each other out a little bit more. Yeah, um, the professional services um, of, um, in 2021 and 2022, 2021 was essentially me um, when Emily left, um, plus a marketing consultant that we paid throughout the year. In 2022, um, is $9,200 that we budgeted for a technical preservationist to write nominations. Um, it's an admin support. Um, we're hoping to get Jenny some administration help. Um, accounting, we have um, a bookkeeper that does our accounting for us. Um, a month or two of me for 2022 and legal services. Well, I'm hoping Jim was listening because he understands all that part of a budget much better than that, but much better than I do. Probably better than I do too, so. My just, my just final question, and then I'll let Jim ask the other ones is that, under capital projects, you have zero. And I thought there were capital projects still going with Perry Mansfield and some things like that. So I'll take a stab at this answer. Um, for the two years where you see revenue in there, those were capital projects that were run through HRC's books. I want to say FOIDL was one. 
save Arnold Barn. I, I can't, I wasn't with HRC at the time, but they were projects that were run through our books. Um, Perry Mansfield, St. Paul's, all that is run through Perry Mansfield's books and St. Paul's books. So um, although we're managing the grant and we are substantially involved with project management, um, the monies for those projects are not funneled through our books. Like we don't pay the bills. Um, we code the bills and make sure they're appropriate according to grant parameters, but the monies are not run through our books. So you, that over, makes you oversee it, but it, it isn't your actual checkbook basically. Right. Yeah, it was weird, you know, when we did crossings and all of that ran through our books, it looked like we had a million dollar budget when we don't, it was just, that was a big project. Um, so it's kind of better to keep our books clean of projects that we're simply managing, I guess. And I actually said my, my last question, but actually we have the dues and donations issue on our form still that we've talked about previously, which puts the onus on you guys to decide, do you put dues up there and then donations elsewhere or put them all together as donations? Because... Um, if we looked under you know projected revenue we have dues and donations and then two lines down we have donations and i think that's still a confusing kind of uh you know you should either clarify it and say we want we we want to know what dues are and then also the donations or say that we don't and that it's okay to combine them but it's a little confusing to have them separate and then we don't know what, what it means and you don't know what it means. So yeah, maybe Becky, you could just put like member dues or something. Well, Becky, I think I agree with you. You're right. We need to, and we need to clean this form up before we use it again next year. So, you know, Jen, you probably should put that on your list of things that, uh, we should take care of in the second half of 2022 is cleaning up this form. I think it can be, can be made a lot without changing it significantly. It can be made a lot better, but Becky, that's really not an issue for Meg or Jenny to, uh, you know, to deal with at this point. No, it's just that I figured they wonder what, what they're supposed right. to do with that. Right. Um, I've got a couple of quick questions. First, Jen Parent, um, the property tax number. Some of the forms use, like this one, an estimate. And in previous years, the treasurer's office has always provided an estimate of what everyone, what each of the beneficiaries or each of the um, institutions are going to get. Was that not available this year? I know the TRED 
called the, uh, you know, accounting office and got the number directly from them. Um, so I'm just, I'm, some of them seem to have used estimates and some of them seem to have used exact numbers. That is a good question, Jim, that I do not know that I can talk to Kendra yeah, in even, the county tomorrow. In past, even in past years, uh, the MAFA board has gotten the copy of the email that lists what the treasurer's estimates are for each you know, group. Okay, okay. so Meg, I'm kind of guessing that that 40,000 is just kind of a rough estimate of where you think it might be this year, as opposed to being something from the, from the county to giving you an estimate. Yep. I, um, I'm hoping it's 45 or something, but I just kind of, you know, assumed that property values are higher. So I'd be a little bit higher. Yeah. Okay. I, I would agree with you, but then maybe it should be higher. I'm not sure. Probably should be. Jen, yeah, Jen, that might be something that you can request from uh, Sternad or someone to give us an, the estimates for all of the, you know, museums. Um, I, Becky, following up where you're at, I'm not over, I agree some of the expenses, you know, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. General operating, you know, is, 48 down to 18. What, what I'm looking at because of those differences is looking at the total revenue across the line and the total expenses and they're relatively consistent. And I think mm -hmm. the 20, 2021 projected of 92,000, I had seen where the 18 Colorado gives had not come in there yet. I was a little surprised because I think um, on some of the other ones, they've gotten the Colorado Gibbs transfers. So um, my question, Meg and Jenny, I, I'm still having trouble with the um, um, Selby house. It says here, you know, they're waiting on the contractor to start foundation work. I think that was the uh, statement in October. And, you know, we know a lot of this is going back to August and September. Is there a date and is there a revised budget for this project? Not just the 10,000 grant that we, that Mothob has out there. I, I think the whole thing, I hope there's been a revised budget and timeline and budget. You that know, is, I, go ahead, Jenny. I was just gonna say um, that is on my list of, of things to, um, wrap my head around and, and reach out on and get it, you know, a firmer um, update on when things are going to progress. I'm sure right now, I don't know what could be done right now in, in January, but um, you know, what, what to expect. Um, like you said, those are good questions and. Um, I wouldn't I expect, I wouldn't expect them to put a foundation in right now, but uh, I'd sure like to know what the, right. you know, time frame is so Definitely. that's that's really my was my concern and my question otherwise that's all i had would we like to request that like within two or three months that um she send us back a 
more itemized account and then we would have the that information be instead of waiting for next year's budget i think we could ask that but um you know our grant is only the ten thousand dollars um i'm it, it's just because i you know overly concerned about you know cost overruns and issues like that you know I'm just curious where Perry Mansfield or whomever is going to get, uh, you know, the, uh, it's not Perry Mansfield, it's Steamboat Mountain School, I'm sorry. Um, you know, how big of a, how big of a shortfall they're going to have that they'll have to make up. So as, that's just my own curiosity more than, uh, you know, a requirement for it. Pete, that's all the questions I have. Pete, still with us? <laughs> well, he might be, but he's covered up by the budget. Yeah. Jen, if you could take that screen down, <laughs> the budget. There's Pete in person. We can't. You have to unmute your microphone on the left-hand corner of your screen. Pete, you're still not coming through. <clears throat> Sounds like several of us are having trouble tonight. Well, I think we just lost Pete again, so if if no one objects, I'll take over until we get him back in here. <laughs> Please um, do. At this point, I mean, I'd be looking for a motion that uh, we recommend to the Board of County Commissioners that uh, we accept the uh, uh, annual financial reports and budgets of uh, just Route County's historic Route County. I'm sorry. I so move. Is there a second? I'll second that. Okay, moved by Becky and seconded by Mike. All in favor? Say aye. 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 Anyone opposed? All right, then uh, we'll send that one through to the uh, commissioner. Pete, is that can you hear me us? now? Yeah, we can hear you now. I, I, can, I can hear you, but I can't see you. Yep. I just finished we'll just up. Go on with that. Okay, I just finished up with Historic Route County. We have a motion to uh, recommend their financials to uh, the county commissioners. It was uh, made by Becky and seconded by, by Mike and unanimously approved. So I would say we're ready to move on to the next one, which I guess is Hans Peak. I don't know whether anyone here is, is here for Hans Peak or not. 
That's right. Hans Peek is next. And can you hear me okay now? Yes. Okay. Good. So I, I, I can't see you, but I can, I can hear you. So we'll go with that. Okay. So Hans Peek, historical district. Is there anybody here to present that for historic? Don't see anyone, Pete. Nobody here, so let's move on to Hayden Heritage Center. Laurel's here. Hi, Laurel. Uh, why don't you talk us through your, your report for this year? Hi, everybody. Did you want me to go over the past year? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yes. just, do a, just do a quick update and uh, we'll move on with the uh, next year's budget. Okay. Um, last year, of course, with the COVID, we cut back on quite a bit. We had a little bit lower. Um, uh, we cut back a lot of our programs. We did do the Mount Harris Day, uh, Historic Route County. That was kind of a kickoff with the project that we're doing together. Uh, it was very well attended um, and nobody got sick, so yay. Um, and um, I think we had almost 200 people there, which was wow. just crazy. Um, we started doing a little bit more towards the fall. Um, I did some school tours and um, we were able to do uh, the Ride the Cog fundraiser event. Um, which turned out really well in September. Um, it was an outdoor event, so that was nice. Um, and we finished up the year with the um, uh, with the uh, holiday stroll, which was well attended and in small groups. Um, and uh, pretty much we did a lot of grants and grant writing um, last year um, to kind of meet some of those drops in budgets um, or in funding coming in. So not a bad year, okay. but not a phenomenal year. So, but we're holding our own even with the COVID. Sorry, I'm very awkward on this thing. Did you, nope, no would you like me uh, to move tell, to the budget? Yes, please go ahead. Oh. Go ahead with, go ahead with your budget, Laurel. Um, with the budget that you're looking at. So what we, did is because of the dues and donations we changed one to memberships as we still collect memberships and the other one we left as donations um we tried to stay pretty conservative still a little funky um oh okay you're gonna go off of that one i was going off of the other one <laughs> but if we're looking at this one, um, so we don't have the Elkhead event on there, although we may do it, but we're just a little hesitant because of the Omicron. Um, 
You'll notice some numbers I put in for a national, uh, an NEH grant. So it reflects some of the numbers in both the MOFAB and our, our it kind of inflated our um, numbers a bit. We won't know if we get it until um, I think it's April 1st. And we did get the State Historical Fund grant, which um, the MOFAB grant was contingent with for the construction document for the depot. So we will be moving forward with that. And I think we also included some money in there in case we can make it to the State Historical Round in August and get some of that work done uh, because we do have some monies um, that the town of Hayden um, has um, allocated for us towards that project. We really wanna get our electric done because that 1918 electric is starting to give me um, like stomach aches. <laughs> and that, that's why your uh, capital projects jumped from 2021 to 2022 by a <clears throat> significant amount. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's to start working on the electrical and those other issues that you're trying to correct. Yeah, the electric and the heating, the heating is from the early 90s. Um, so we're hoping to just rip the Band-Aid and get those things fixed. <laughs> Understood. What, what is NEH? Uh, the National Humanities. National Endowment for Humanities, sorry. I put in for a grant for 28,000 and that is for 20, 25,000. Um, and this will be for the Mount Harris uh, Oral Histories research and um, updating our exhibit and signage at the highway. So complement the historic route counties inventory project. I'm hoping the information will be able to be utilized for their project, which they got the grant. I have a number of 90-year-olds to go and interview. And so we broke those numbers out into the budget. If you're looking at the MOP, you can kind of see what's broke out into. Any questions? <laughs> Roof completed and all the tiles. I'm sorry. The roof and the tiles, are those all completed? The roof, yes. The roof was completed, closed out. Okay. It looks so pretty. Good. Hopefully it'll hold up with the snow because who puts a clay tile roof in Northwest Colorado? You know, but, but we are on the national register so we have to comply i i couldn't right. get them to allow for um metal roof 
So they have some great metal roofs that just all of our grants are closed except for the ones um, we did. Yeah. And we did get a Colorado Humanities grant for um, 20000 We also got the um, extra bonus money um, for our media challenge. I think it was pity money, but you know. Uh, <laughs> and so that's reflected in our income as well. But I think that was when, because we just got that, but it was 2021. So if you looked at those numbers, I believe that's on there. <clears throat> does does any anybody questions? have any questions for Laura? Hopefully I can answer. <laughs> any, questions, any questions for Laura? No, my questions will be you come April. What are you going to do if you don't get the grant? But I'm going to cross my fingers and hope you get the grant because that's going to put you in a pretty good position for the rest of this year. Yeah, pretty much. It kind of almost washes out in a lot of ways, that grant. So, but I'm hoping to because... Um, I've already got a list of 90-year-olds to go and interview, and it's quite extensive. Oh, this is for your seniors? So, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm sorry. This, this is your senior docents that you mentioned in your uh, letter. Yeah. Oh. The grant is for um, to go and do oral histories. We do have budgeted. Um, I have a senior who comes in and he office manages. He covers a lot of the stuff that just gets a little bit much for me, 10 hours a week. And then I have one summer docent um, who comes in and works who is um, another senior. And I have two uh, senior volunteers. Any other questions from anyone? Jan, this is another one where the getting that uh, property tax number from uh, will, will help. I think Laurel should add a little bit to her since this is a reassessment, reassessment year. Yeah, I did contact and they just told me to go by the numbers from last year. And so I never did get a final exact number. So yes. yeah, that would be very helpful. Jen, Jen's gonna work on that one for us tomorrow. And make it Great. bigger number. <laughs> Pete, I'll make a motion that uh, we recommend to the county commissioners that they accept the uh, uh, Hayden Heritage Center uh, financial reports for 2021-2022. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, do I have a second? I'll second it. 
Okay, all in favor say yes. 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 I say yes. Yes. Okay, that passes. Hey, Mike. So we'll move along to the Historical Society of Oak Creek and Phippsburg. There is someone here to help us out with that. Nina here somewhere? I do not see that she is. And I got an email from Janet Ray saying that Nita would also answer questions for her. So I'm surprised I don't see her. Okay, so let's move along to the Tread of Pioneers Museum. I see that Candace is here. So why don't we do that one right now and maybe Nina will join us later. Candace, Hi. Candace, yes. are you here? I am. I, okay. I'm in, the, I'm in the car in the dark, just about to get home. <laughs> As we just, I, we were just down in Denver doing doctor's appointments and family visits, but I am here to answer any questions you might have. Um, almost everything we needed to share is either in the form that we completed for financials or within my very lengthy cover letter. So um, did you want us to present anything in particular or did you want to ask questions about what you've already reviewed? I don't know. I, I see that Mike Cook is here as well. So maybe Mike can bring us up to speed on kind of where you were and where, you, where you're going to be. Be happy to do that. I'm, I'm, I spent the last three or four minutes rapidly trying to get Candace, Candace into the Zoom. So I'm glad that worked just, just at the right moment. <laughs> Um, just, I'll kind of do it through the financials without going through all of the, the programs and the staff changes and the other things that the museum went through over the last year with. Yeah, um, I can talk about that, Mike. With partial open and close. Well, go ahead and do that. And then I'll talk to the, why the finances okay. show some of that. Sure. Yeah. So, um. So as I indicated in the letter, um, COVID continued to impact us through 2021. If we're looking back, um, we were partially open through June and full opening after that. The museum has been taking a very, very conservative approach to the pandemic um, because we primarily serve children and senior citizens. So we've been masking the entire pandemic and also um, are wanting to keep our senior citizens volunteers safe. Um, a lot of them, frankly, didn't want to work. And so that's how we staff the front desk. The flip side is we were able to do a lot of online and virtual things, um, write a lot of grants. You'll see that um, within the financials um, from December 31st, 2021, you'll see our grants are way up from what they normally are. We also were able to get a second payment protection program. Um, and so despite um, down um, admission income initially, um, it ended up being a really positive year for us. Also, I think something to note is that even just in the end of 2021, once we were open back again, it's people were flooding into the museum. So we're really able to make up admissions. Um, we were able to really do everything last year that we always do. We had to pivot a lot. Um, some virtual for kids, a lot outside for kids. All of our walking tours went no problem. The winter film series was virtual last year. Um, we did not host the Pioneer Day block party 
Um, we did host um, a festival of trees this year, which was great. We spread it out longer over a two week period and hosted um, a record number of people that we've ever had um, in that two week event. It's usually a 10 day event. It's a two week event this time so we could spread people out. Um, so that was really positive. I think people were really ready to be back at Festival of Trees. So that was a real positive um, here at this past November. Um, the real blessing for us, I think, throughout the pandemic has really been able to bring so many of our collections and films and interviews up into YouTube and doing different features on um, social media. So what we're finding is members that have moved away from Steamboat or old old time people that remember the old days, they're all over the country right now. And they've been able to really interact with the museum in new ways that they weren't able to do when we were focused primarily in person. Um, we- uh, Make a comment on staff, Candace. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the, the big changes that we had during the year. Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, I can talk about that. So we had, um, we brought on a kind of slowly, brought on a new curatorial assistant. She started in as a volunteer, um, but has a master's in archives management. Um, so we offered her a permanent position, which she's taken. Um, we've increased her from part-time to three-quarter time. Um, in addition to that, we had a staff member who normally does volunteer or uh, visitor services, who does volunteers and front desk management uh, and store management, she had to leave uh, with a sick family member and she, uh, we were able to replace her with um, uh, working the front desk. So they're kind of sharing, sharing those duties. So we're actually, that was one of our strategic goals was to increase staffing um, within a two year time period when we started to do strategic planning again back in 2019. And we're pretty close to that goal um, with now um, five staff people, two full time, um, one three quarter time and two at about 20 hours. So that's really our biggest increase that you'll see from this past year and going into 2022 is to continue to expand programming, events, outreach, children's services and collections, conservation, all of that really is not purchases it is people time it's staffing and then obviously with the increases in the um cost of living um health insurance daycare expenses everything that we're experiencing in steamboat springs um we've done some dramatic increases um in our payroll expenses to be able to retain our talented staff um it seems that every business right now in town cannot hire people, retain people. They definitely can't find people with, um, who have a place to live. Um, and we have that right now and we feel very fortunate. And so we're doing what we can to try to attract and retain. How's that, Mike? Is that a good overview for now? Good. And I'll, I'll make one comment right at the top on the revenues. You'll see there's a line now on 2022 of miscellaneous income. Back before we brought this additional person on, uh, as a curator, curatorial assistant, we had spent the last five years, we put a, some money into a Schwab account. And Jim will remember, we had said, we won't touch that for five years, but we're in year six. So we agreed as a board that if we needed to, we would pull up to uh, about $30,000, $35,000 out of that Schwab account to pay for that assistant. So that 36,000 is to pay for that position if we need to. But 
after six months last year and all the donations we got and other income that we uh, hadn't really expected, I'm hoping we make it through 2022 and don't have to touch that Schwab account. But that's that $36,000 line item on miscellaneous income. Um, Not bad. And certainly we will not expect another payment protection program. Obviously that was COVID related. So yeah. that was about $40,000 both in 2020 and 2021. We do not expect that in 2022. So that was another reason to make sure that we had this reserve allocated in case we need it for staffing. And Candace under grants, I know we have the community house as part of that $25,000 grant figure. And then you had in there a uh, potential MOFOB grant for Stagecoach. So those are also potential grants for next year that will affect right. the, the MOFOB. Right. The MOFOB board, you guys probably already know this, you approved a grant to the city to restore the community house in Little Toots Park. And so we have, that's on our books um, because we co-sponsored that grant. We're not doing that work. We're not in charge of that project. We're, we're simply the fiscal grant sponsor for MOFOB. So that's 10,000 in and 10,000 out. Um, I tried to find out while before we had started, I'm pretty sure I got an email from the uh, mill levy folks that showed everybody's mill levies so that you'd have that information. But when I call in, it's a uh, boy, especially from 2019, it's substantially higher. Our mill levy's gone from what, 210 to expected 256 next year. So that's made a, a major uh, plus on things that we're hoping to get done next year on our expenses, including Mike, staffing. Mike, your fundraising expense really jumped up from last year, um, from 7,000 to 28,000. Yeah. So fundraising expenses include um, for the community house, that's 10 of that. And a grant for the spring study is 12.5 of that. So that's uh, 22 out of that 28,000. Um, Jim, I, I think I should comment on that. That is Mike trying to find a reasonable spot for that in the form. That is not a fundraising expense. That is a project to do restoration. It should be probably in grant, it's, it's grant expenses. It's just, it's probably in the wrong place. Yeah. 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 So Jim, you're probably thinking from past years, fundraising expenses would only be things around our actual fundraising events like Festival of Trees. Right. And so he's able to tell you what that is, but that should probably be in another spot. Okay. That's why I thought it was a pretty big jump. Yeah. For the, for the last four years, we've put grant expenses into that category. So it's for each of those years, I probably need to find a better place for it or give it its own line on the form. Can or Mike Candace, either one. Uh, when I looked at your 12 months ending 2021, you got an awful lot of money in 2021 in information technology. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I'm doing a whole web upgrade. Yeah, we're yeah. doing a whole new uh, new server. It's been overdue for several years. Um, 
we had a, a lot of computer issues and 2021 right when in 2020 right when you needed it um plus we overhauled a lot, a lot the entire web candace yes that's yeah that's the other thing in in that um expenses we're doing an entire website overhaul and rebranding and that's a forty thousand dollar project it's almost finished okay and a new new line item you've got in, in both in income for 2022 um you've got donations of twenty thousand for a sheep wagon and exhibit expenses of ten thousand for a sheep wagon is that actually a profit center of $10,000 or is there Yeah. Something? Yeah, so basically that's just a do is a donation. It's a the donor of the wagon knows that for long-term upkeep or exhibit or storage as you well know could cost us money. So she has offered that donation with the wagon. So that's for its whole lifetime. She's giving $20,000. However, all that's planned for 2022 is simply the exhibit. So let's just say the exhibit we hope to be permanent. Let's just say it's not. And we've got to go put this thing in a storage unit. We've got a balance of $10,000 to help store it in the future. So that 20 grand has got to last for the whole life of the wagon. And that 10 grand is just for that initial exhibit for next year. Does that make sense? Makes sense. We're just not sure where we're going to put it yet. Got it. And then your insurance jumped up about 33% and your utilities dropped by about 33%. Yeah. yeah I, that... <laughs> I over budgeted last year for utilities. So this year I took the actual figure for 2021 and left the 2022 about that. But the, uh, what was the other half of that question? The insurance jump. The insurance, it, it did. We went back to the insurers and did a review of what we've got and what's in the, what we're curating, et cetera, and raised the insurance rates, what? Yeah. Three, three or $4,000. Um, yeah. So we, when we looked at our building limits, Jim, we re-reviewed them again. And basically with replacement value, with the way the market is going and the costs that it actually takes to rebuild in case of a fire or disaster, we were finding that our old values were just not keeping up. So we increased them to where it would be to actually rebuild. And that's, that's where that premium went. We just had not done that for a while. And that's, so that's why it was such a huge jump. We have not been, we've been reviewing it each year. We just haven't been increasing it this each year. But with the cost of building having increased 30%, that's exactly what you're seeing reflected there is that 30%, because that's what it takes to build these days. That's what I thought it was. And um, it, it's, been almost a, it's been almost a year and a half since we raised it, but we didn't actually pay the first premium until January a year ago. Right. So the 2021 reflects that for the year. Right. I would add the caveat that I hope everybody, whether it's the museums or your own personal residence, everybody's looking at your insurance coverage right now. Right. With the way prices have gone in this town. Yeah. yeah the, median, the median house and steamboat went up 42% over the last two years, oh. according to the assessor. 
I, 42 percent 550 for building costs right now yeah yeah and I think one of, the, one of the hard parts about the museum is when you go to rebuild, it's not just the high level finishes to create that, you know, Victorian style, but it's also that we're creating, you know, exhibits. Um, so it's, it's not an easy thing to, to just quick I, throw up. <laughs> I agreed. Can't locate an authentic horsehair sofa. In. Yeah. Yeah. We, we would hope that there would be a very generous community out there, but you're right. I mean, but that you would just have to, to purchase. That would just have to be, you know, we just have to find that stuff replicas. It would be very, very difficult. Well, I don't want to be morbid about it, but I think that the Superior Colorado History Museum is going to be a very interesting case study for all museums in the next year or two. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else do, do anybody have? Does anybody have any questions on? We have two things that are below the line. Do you want to uh, mention the potential addition and that we're starting to go through the city and see if we can even get a, a, a permit to let us do that? Yeah. Where would it be? It would In the fill backyard. up the area back behind and the, where the grass is. The little parking but, area? Yeah, we have to, because we've already filled up what the typical zoning would let us have on square footage coverage of the lot, we have to go through a separate PUD and have our own zoning just for that part of the, of Oak Street. And we don't know if this county or the city will let us do that, but they've said they would, they would certainly consider it. And we have a engineer's starting to do some temporary design work and will help us get through that process, Eric Smith and Associates. Yeah, and just a note, quick note on that, you know, we hope to expand in the future. There's not a hard timeline on when. Um, one of the needs that we've been looking at in strategic planning is there's not a lot of places to be indoors as a family in Steamboat if it's not the library or a restaurant. <laughs> And um, so we want to be able to provide a hands-on kid space and family space um, that is as exciting as the library was when it was built. Um, so it would be devoted um, mainly to that. Also, when our education coordinator has all the classes come in, basically it fills the main gallery. So if we're open to the public, we've got the public kind of tiptoeing around and stepping on children as they try to tour. So this would give a dedicated space um, for programming and kids, uh, especially for those school classes when they're in as well, but it would be a flexible space and we would need many variances to be able to cover our lot ratio like that. Um, and we may not want to end up wanting to dedicate um, the money that it's going to take to do something like this. It really may not be feasible or reasonable uh, in this building climate or a building climate moving forward, but we want to be able to be in a position to choose. And so the way to be in a position to choose is to go through the PUD process. You get that approved. And once it's approved, you've pretty much, I think you've got it forever. And so for, unless something changes uh, significantly and increases in the project. So we want to be in a position to be able to make those decisions. That's where we're at. This is not a, this is not a for sure they're going to break ground in 2025. This is let's get in a position to make 
that decision. Yeah, and it takes a it takes yeah. almost a year to get through the city system to get that approval if we get it. Right. So. You'll get it. I know you will. <laughs> well, what, one of the things that works positively in our favor is that ha it, every study on healthy, vibrant downtowns is having cultural centers and museums in their downtown. So helping us be able to stay in that space and do what we need to do. And this whole expansion is about serving our community for free. <laughs> I, that's, that's an important note. Visitors pay, not our local residents. So we're looking to do this to add an amenity for our local residents for free. And so that's a huge plus as well. Does anyone have any questions? on well, the uh, budget would you like me to resubmit a form showing grant expenses on another line before you send it to the county no i don't think it's necessary I'll yeah just leave and a note for next year yeah. yeah a note for next year so that it doesn't look like it drops again <laughs> or you'll know why it drops right. again right <laughs> okay it seems like any I'm other questions Any other questions for the museum? Pete, it seems like I'm making all of the motions tonight, so I'll go ahead and make this one also to uh, recommend to the county commissioner that we recommend the financials and the year-end report to the county commissioners for their, for their approval. And I'll do it on one condition. Candace, I want you to do a 360 with your camera so we can all see your new house. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> this is my this is my living room. Jim, I'll give you a real tour when we're when we're not on uh, Zoom with the rest of the folks okay. here. But yeah, I moved out uh, moved out of, out of town a little bit and got a little bit more space. I'll second. Oh. Nice. Okay, Diane seconds it. Diane, thank you, Diane. Thank you very much. And so, is there any other questions? If not, let's do a motion to approve, and that's done. So uh, all in favor say yes. 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 Okay, that passes. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate right. it. Yep. Thanks for making it, Candice. Your house looks great. What are, what are we planning to do about um, Oak Creek and Phippsburg? And uh, Hans Peak. And Hans Peak. Well, I, I think we should just have them turn it in to us by email and we can discuss it online. I agree. Works for me. Okay. I, oh, I didn't okay, we'll do that. Creek, but I had some questions on the Hans Peak one, so. Probably. You want to put that in the record? So that uh, if if there if you have some questions, they can answer them online before we before they turn in their budget. And what's the deadline for the budget to the commissioners? Jennifer, I believe Kendra said by the end of January. If you have questions for any of them, I can get them the questions 
ahead of time if you want. And I have, we are missing Hans Peak, Oak Creek, Phippsburg, and then the Yampa Ageria Historical Society. Right. So you would That's like right. us to just send you those questions. You can send or you can um, ask them now for the record and then I will email them those questions. Okay. Well, I didn't get all my homework done so I didn't read the last two, but I had questions on the Hans Peak one. They had zero for miscellaneous income. Um, and I was just in, I was just wondering if all of that was included in fundraising. I know there's a, a they raised money um, selling firewood. Um, so I wasn't quite sure where the where the lines went on that. There's a big jump in general operating expenses. Um, I think they were trying to hire more people to work because they weren't able to have the museum open all the time. But I, I'm just wondering if that's why that big jump in general operating. And then they have a capital project of $1,000 written down and it doesn't say what it is. And again, I'm guessing it's the Farwell ditch, but it doesn't say that. So I was curious. Okay. Any other questions for Hans Peak? How about any questions for Oak Creek? I'll have to send send those because I didn't get that finished reading that before we got started tonight. Okay. When you send those in, those questions in, just copy everybody. Okay. I didn't have any questions on the uh, Oak Creek. I thought it was pretty clear, you know, pretty detailed for us. So I was, was comfortable with that. All right. So we'll, we'll leave it at that and say that uh, We'll go through those other museum entities online and just copy everybody with your questions. And that way, when we get an answer, we'll all get it back at the same time. Yeah. Okay. I think and then right. the, the other one would be the Yampa. And my only question on Yampa, Yampa Egeria, is they've got a capital project of $30,000. Again, I couldn't figure out what it was. Okay, so hopefully that'll be answered when they get back to us. And do we have our meeting date for next time set? That's not on the agenda, but it should be. It should be. Um, you guys like Tuesdays, the third Tuesday of April is April 19th. When is spring break for Steamboat? When is spring break? That would be about 
about then? Yeah, it's usually about the week after the mountain closes, so. Right. And is that a conflict? I imagine that it would be. So the Tuesday before is the 12th or the Tuesday after would be the last Tuesday and that's the 26th. How about, works for anybody. Could you check when spring break is and then maybe just make us the week after that? And I'm hoping I will not be here from the April 14th to April 28th. So well, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. So you have to attend. <laughs> What about earlier than spring break? The 5th or the 12th? About the 12th. That sounds more reasonable, I think. And maybe by then we'll be meeting in person. So April 12th, that was great. I, all right, let, let's set it for April 12th and, and hopefully it's in person. Okay. All right. Okay, can I have a, let's set that for April, April 12th, and can I hear a motion to adjourn? I so move. I'll second. All in favor say yes. 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 Okay, thank you very much for your participation. Sorry I couldn't get on sooner, and I, I don't even know for sure how I'm on now, but I am. <laughs> Me too. I had to change right. devices. Jenny, I That's hope this didn't scare you away. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Yes, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope we can meet in person. Yep. All right. Ariana, thank you all. Arianti Stetner had some very nice things to say about you. So oh. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Thank you. See you in April. Okay. okay. Thanks, Pete. All right.